Well, time is 7.30. It's Friday, May 31st. I'm Alex Jensen. You're listening to This Morning. And AmCham, you've probably heard of that, American Chamber of Commerce in Korea. We'll hear from the chairman to hear more about their activities and thoughts on foreign investment here as we complete our series with chambers based here in Seoul. First, these messages from Dongsa Foods, Lotte Chilsun Beverage, Coca-Cola, Hyundai Motor Company, Huanin Pharmaceutical Company, G-Market Global and Market Designers. So we ask again this morning, how attractive is the South Korean market to foreign investors? We've had this series of interviews with foreign chambers here in this country. We now finish last and certainly not least with the largest, which is AmCham. You've probably heard of the American Chamber of Commerce as just being AmCham. James Kim, chairman and CEO of the chamber, is sitting alongside me. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Good Thank you here. for having me. I guess it makes it a bit easier for you in terms of being in charge of a chamber when you can just say it's AmCham. You don't have to do as much in the way of introduction. That's correct. <laughs> well, we obviously have a long history and people know us. So it's a lot easier for me to kind of describe what we do very easily. And you've got a number of quite large events through the year. Yeah, we sure have. And a lot of them are what we call legacy events, which we've had for, for decades and given the transformation that uh, is always here in Korea, we always try to have new events uh, that are of importance to our, our members. And, and just before we get into some of the serious economic discussions here, are those events um, quite open to people to just buy tickets, or, or is it usually a members thing? I mean, how, how does it normally work? Most of our events are open to the public. But clearly, members of AmCham have a priority, uh, and non-members can come in as well, and it is open. Okay. But for some key events, uh, it is pretty closed. Understand. Um, well, I encourage our listeners to check more in the way of AmCham events. If you want to get involved, you might be inspired to do so after this conversation. What is your evaluation, Mr. Kim, of the current Korean market? You know, Alex, I've been uh, in Korea now for the past 15 years. And having uh, worked with uh, some of the larger multinational companies from the Yahoo to Microsoft to GM, obviously I've seen a lot the past 15 years. And I think that the Korean market is is quite interesting. Uh, First and foremost, I think everybody recognizes that there is a very high quality workforce here. Uh, Koreans are known as hardworking, very educated and passionate about achieving results. And when you have a workforce like that, uh, the market can itself be very dynamic, and it poses a lot of opportunities for companies here. You also know that the Korean consumers are highly educated as well. So this is a great testing ground for many companies to enter, succeed here, and take it to the next level beyond uh, you know Korea. So what I say is that if you can succeed in Korea, you can succeed almost anywhere else. Plus, there are huge global companies here that everybody recognizes from the Samsung to the LGs to the Hyundais of the world. So a lot of companies come here because they want to partner with them. So it's an ideal you know, situation. Yeah, and you mentioned some of those large tech companies. When you think about um, what's happening at the moment with the U.S. and, and China, uh, yes, it puts South Korea in a difficult position but actually for some of those companies it gives them a chance to shine of course um it's going to be an interesting few months to watch what about opportunities to create synergies between 
the Korea and the U.S. specifically? What's your primary focus? Well, our primary focus is very member-driven. When you take a look at the mission for AmCham, it's very simple. Number one is to help U.S. companies here in South Korea. Number two is to help U.S. SMEs enter South Korea. And third is, you know, we want to help big, medium-sized Korean companies enter the U.S. and invest in the United States. So that's why we serve, uh, you know, a bridge to help both nations thrive in a trading environment. We can see that we have all these events that you mentioned before um, because of the various fields that you have led studies into uh, various projects. Can you just introduce some of AmCham's most important partnerships and network uh, projects? Well, I'm very proud of one big event that we just completed. It's called Doing Business in Korea Seminar, something that uh, we led along with five other chambers of, uh, of various countries here in South Korea. And it was one platform we were able to communicate to the entire ecosystem on what is it like to do business in Korea? What are the, some of the challenges? What are some of the opportunities? And when you have uh, six chambers getting together to form a pretty clear alignment on it, I think it's pretty powerful. So that's one example. Another example is uh, we just came back from Washington, D.C., uh, what, six weeks ago? Mm. Uh, and for the first time, for any AmCham in the world, we signed a, a very historic agreement with the Department of Commerce to help bring U.S. SMEs into South Korea. And I think the numbers are important because there are 30 million SMEs in the U.S. Korea is the sixth largest trading partner to the United States. But guess what? Only 20,000 are in South Korea today. Mm -hmm. So obviously we want to increase that number. And when that happens, both Korea and the U.S. wins. And AmCham obviously will play a key part in making that bigger. The regulatory environment's important, and that's partly where the conversation with other chambers comes into play. It's something that we've heard repeatedly through this series that we're doing. Um, you mentioned in an interview with the Korea Herald that suggests Korea is still not excessively particular in the regulatory environment. What did you mean by that? You know, I think what I meant by that is uh, every country has its unique set of regulations. Right, but if you travel anywhere in the world, yeah, there are regulatory differences. And Korea is not unique in that regard. But I think for the companies who are here, who understand the rules, who wants to engage here in Korea properly, I think there's huge opportunities here. And that's the reason why I try to look at the glass being more available than empty. And when I say that, I'm seeing a lot of U.S. companies thrive here. In fact, I see an insurance company called Cigna, and in Korea it's called, you know, Lina. Mm -hmm. Korea is their second largest market outside of the United States. It shows you that they are thriving here. Another example is WeWork, a unicorn. They are growing yeah. really, really rapidly here, right? I think they're up to 18, 19 buildings here. It shows you that they're really helping cultivate the entrepreneurial spirit and innovation. Yeah, you can't walk more than a few blocks in central Seoul without bumping into one of those offices. That's exactly right. And they're creating a status of envy as well, I, yes. I, I, I sense. But, I mean, those are some success stories. There could be even more based on the tariff negotiations that you've been having uh, in Washington. And tariffs are 
part of the regulatory environment, I guess you could say, but certainly also part of the global agenda right now. Yes. Um, what, what do you feel about the future on that front? Do you, do you think it's a, a positive relationship between the U.S. and South Korea on tariffs? Yeah. I think our position is pretty clear. We all want a fair, uh, balanced uh, trade uh, between the two countries. And when we were in Washington, D.C., uh, we were there for four days. Uh, we had many meetings with people from the White House to USTR to members of Congress. And we had some clear messages on trade. Uh, when Vice President Pence visited uh, South Korea a couple of years ago, uh, he had a strong mandate about reducing the uh, trade deficit. Back in those days, the trade deficit was $28 billion. The following year, it went down to 22 And now it's down to $17 billion. So the message is very clear. The, the Korean ecosystem has been uh, what I call a good actor on trade. And when you add in uh, services, uh, a plus 15 you know, billion in, in surplus, we're almost at a break-even for, for trade. Followed right. by what we had recently done was the Chorus uh, FTA 2.0. Right. And that's a very powerful you know, renegotiation that uh, has been very positive, I believe. And with 2.0, I think that it would really create even a better environment between U.S. and, and, uh, and Korea. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you say it from that perspective because most of the media focuses on President Trump's dissatisfaction with Korea. But, but do you feel like that is a, is a bit of a smokescreen across what it's really like doing business here? Again, American companies are here because I think they are profitable here. It's a big market. Expats are here because they love living here and they want to stay here. So it goes to show you that despite some negativity that may be portrayed out in the press, Korea is still a, a great place to, to live and work. What about another president, Moon Jae-in? He seems to be trying to reach out to foreign business leaders, including with that meeting in March. Did, did it actually bring about any meaningful changes, though? Or is it mostly handshakes and smiles and trying to breed optimism for the future? You know, it's interesting you ask that question because a month and a half before President Moon was elected president, uh, we hosted a meeting with him uh, with another chamber, uh, and it was a very powerful meeting. This is, this is when President Moon was a candidate, uh, uh, Mr. Moon, right? Yeah. And we talked about how the foreign business community could be very helpful for, for any new president of South Korea. But unfortunately... Uh, we haven't had a formal meeting with them uh, since then until this recent uh, you know, meeting at, at the Blue House. Uh, but we continue to have very good dialogues with, uh, with his cabinet and people in his uh, organization. And I think we are seeing uh, a lot more excitement about, about their interest in forging more business opportunities for all companies. And what was very uh, exciting for all of us to hear is he called foreign businesses our businesses. Mm. So I think that that messaging uh, resonated quite well with, with many of the, the people in the audience. Yeah, I think it resonates with ordinary people as well to, to include words like we and our yes. and trying to prevent this from becoming just a situation where foreigners are always just in a certain box. Um, do you want to finish with any other particular message for Korea or for Amcham? You know, I think... What I want to say is that 
American companies are here in Korea because they want to be here in Korea. There's a future here. And expats want to be in Korea. They want to live in Korea because they're happy here. Look at the incredible infrastructure you have here. Look at the passion. Look at the 24-7 you could do things. You know, we recently hosted uh, the mayor of Seoul. Uh, he hasn't spoken to us in probably 10 years, but he came. We had a very good audience, and he spoke in English. And I thought that was really, really powerful. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, he wants to make Seoul City one of the best places to live in the world. And we want to support him in that mission. Well, good luck for, on behalf of all of us. Yes. James Kim, Chairman and CEO of the American Chamber of Commerce in Korea, sitting alongside me. But 